sorted. Right, fantastic. Yes, I'm on. Brilliant. It's great to see you all. It's great to see you all. Now, I am going to make a cake because it's Will's birthday. Be rude not to. All right, so uh, get me hat. There we are. Okay. Right. Got my mixing bowl. Got my spoon. Right, hang on. Now I've got my ingredients in here. Now, first thing you need uh, with a cake, obviously, is flour. Some people go for self-raising. Some people go for all-purpose. I've gone for a couple of dead roses and uh, what was a tulip. Flour, flour, see what I'm doing there? Chuck that in. Right, okay, what else have we got? Oh, yes. Got a pump. Got to keep your, your cake nice and light and airy. All right, so we'll stick that in. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, I've got some dog food with tripe. Hey! Got to give it a bit of texture, right? So we'll chuck that in. Right, okay. And then uh, I've got some tomato sauce. Make it nice and fruity. Stick that in. And then last but by no means least, I've got... Uh, what are those? Brussels sprouts. Oh, well, it's a healthy option, isn't it? Right, we'll chuck those in. Fantastic. Right, let's put that down there. Give it a bit of a stir. Do you think that's going to make a nice cake? Are you sure? No? No, it wouldn't be, would it? It would be absolutely disgusting. So let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. No. No, look, you've got to put good things in. You've got to put good things in if you want to produce something good. That's what we're going to see today. Hang on, let's get rid of that. <laughs> That's what we're going to see today as we look at part of James's letter. Now, this morning we are thinking about our words, what we say to family, to friends to people at school, to people at work, wherever we might be, on our phone texts, on email, on social media, the words that we use. Because our words are an important part of our whole life worship, especially if we want to be Jesus' ambassadors to those around us. Now, in a moment, we're going to look at the Bible together. We'll look at that part of James. But before we do, we're going to watch a short video uh, just to get us thinking. Forgive us, Lord, for the words we speak that cause fear, exclude others, twist the truth, diminish, divide, and destroy. Words that roar, words that clang like symbols but bring no clarity. Words that make us sound powerful, but are void of love. Teach us your words of healing and hope, thankfulness and grace, justice and truth, wisdom and love, forgiveness and blessing. Let our words be your words. Touch our mouths with your coal and purify our speech. Teach us a new language when we are gathered, when we are scattered, let our language breathe heaven into the lives of those we meet. 
Our words are powerful, aren't they? Uh, Christ calls us to speak love and forgiveness and healing through the week as part of our worship to him. As Warwick said, our Bible reading is all about this today. So please turn with me to James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. If you need a Bible, please just raise your hand and one of the stewards uh, will bring you one. Yeah, James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, and it's page 1,214 in the Red Church Bible. And this morning, Susanna Scudden is going to come and read God's Word for us. James chapter 3. Not many of you, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses, we can make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed, and have been tamed by mankind. But no human can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings, who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can, salt, neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Thank you very much, Susanna. Let's pray as we come to that passage. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, uh, your living and active word to us now. Lord, please, we pray that by your spirit, you would help us hear and help us understand, Lord God, that we might be equipped to do the good works that you call us to do, that our, our speech may be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, words can be tricky, can't they? A hotel in Iraq was serving meatballs in the restaurant. They had the word meatballs in Arabic. They had an English translation next to it. The English translation read, Paul is dead. Oh dear. Makes you wonder what was in the meatballs, doesn't it? Or in the lobby at a hotel in Bucharest. Outside uh, the lift was a sign uh, which was translated as, the lift is being fixed the next day. During that time, we regret that you will be unbearable. 
sort of gets lost in translation, doesn't it? But the truth is that as we saw in the video, and as James says in verse 2, we all stumble. We all make many mistakes in many ways, including the wrong things that we say. Unkind words, unloving words, sweary words, angry words. Sometimes it's accidental. The words slip out before we know it. We don't mean to hurt people. Sometimes it's not accidental. But whether we mean it or not, we all struggle to control what we say. Especially, like me, when you're tired or you're grumpy or you may not get what you want. Now, hands up, what's the long thing called in our mouth? What's the long thing called in our mouth? Yes, the tongue, the tongue. How big is your tongue? Is it like that big? No, is it that big? That big, that big. Really, you've got a long tongue. That big, I think it's round about there, isn't it? Okay, now James uses the picture of the tongue to help us think about what we say because we need our tongues to speak, don't we? It's very difficult to speak without your tongue. And he explains that first, the tongue is powerful. And to show us just how powerful our tongues are, he gives us two pictures. (laughs) The first one, the first picture that he gives us is of someone riding a horse. Hands up, you ever ridden a horse? Yeah, a fair amount of us have ridden a horse. They are powerful animals. But if you put a small piece of metal in its mouth, called a bit, well then, suddenly the rider can control the horse. That big, that mighty animal, controlled by something small. It's powerful. It's the same idea with a ship. So, there we go. Uh, This is the Symphony of the Seas, all right? That is the biggest cruise ship in the world. It weighs 228,000 tons. It's nearly 1,200 feet long, 300 feet high. It carries over 6,000 people. It is massive. It's like a floating city, all right? And yet the rudder that steers it is just 2%. 2% of its size. And this huge boat is moved by something very small. James says it's the same with our tongues. All right? It's the same with our tongues. They are small, but they may be small, but like a bit in a horse's mouth or a rudder, they are powerful. Now, of course, we can say lots of good things, and we do say lots of good things, but the trouble is, says James, that often we don't. Have you ever seen a forest fire on the news, pictures of it on the news? How do they start? Well, often, often it can be just by a little spark. A little spark can suddenly destroy acres of forest. And James uses that picture of the damage that our words can do. That, you see that damage of the forest fires from that little spark. That's a picture of the damage 
that our words can do. He says, verse 6, that the tongue is also a fire that sets the whole course of one's life on fire. In other words, our words can damage and they can hurt others. Just a few sparks flying out of your mouths, telling lies, rude or unkind words to our parents or our spouse or our friends, words that exclude, unkind words on social media or texts, joining in gossip and passing it on. Just a few careless words, maybe deliberate, maybe not, can do so much damage. You ever heard this saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You heard that saying? Yeah, I was told that saying. It's not true, is it? It is not true. Words can really hurt people. So our tongues may be small, but they are powerful. They can do great damage. And what's worse, verse 8, is that no human being can tame the tongue. We can tame all kinds of creatures, can train them to do all kinds of things, but we can't fully sort out our speech ourselves. So verse 9, we see things like this happening. James says, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who've been made in God's likeness. I wonder if that sounds familiar. Here we are at church, singing praises to God, and I'm sure we mean it. And yet after the service is finished, before we know it, we might be gossiping, we might be criticising, we might be refusing to do what our parents say, we might be saying unkind words. Verse 10, James says, this shouldn't be. This shouldn't be. But our tongues and our words are so hard to control. And that is a sign that our hearts are not as they should be. Because what comes out of my mouth flows out of my heart. That is who I am. Our words show what our hearts are like. So our tongues are powerful. They can do great damage. We can't fully control them because our words flow out of our sinful hearts, which is a problem if we want to live lives that are pleasing to God. So what do we do? Well, the answer, James says, is that we need God's wisdom to change our hearts, as we'll see in a minute. But we are going to sing again. We're going to sing again. Invite musicians up. So first we saw that our tongues are powerful, that we can't control them fully because our words flow out. They come out of our sinful hearts. So secondly, we need to change the heart. We need to change the heart, which is impossible for us, but not for God. Just come back to the idea of the cake for a moment. If you want to make a good cake, not a revolting, disgusting one, you've got to put the right things in, haven't you? What sort of things might you put in a cake? Yeah, what might you put in a cake? You might put chocolate, yes. Do you know that was first on my list as well? Chocolate, yes. What else might you put in? What's that? Eggs. Eggs, yes, you need eggs, don't you? Yes, at the back there. 
Yeah. Icing. Icing. You might need icing. Yes. Sugar. Cheese. <laughs> oh, cheesecake. Oh, good point. Yeah, you got me. Got me there. Coffee. Yeah, all sorts of good things that you might put in cake. All right. You've got to put the good things in, and then it produces something good. It's the same with us. And with our words, if we put the right things in, God will change our hearts and produce something good. The words that flow out of our hearts will be better, more like Jesus. You change the heart, the speech will follow. So what do we need to put in our hearts? Well, verse 17, James says, God's wisdom God's wisdom, that's what we've got to put in our hearts. Look at verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from God is like this. First, it's pure. Then it's also peaceful, gentle, and easy to please. This wisdom is always ready to help those who are troubled and do good to others. This wisdom is always fair and honest. That's the wisdom that we need to change our hearts that shows itself in those ways that we've just heard. But how do we get it? How do we get it? Right. There we go. Right. <laughs> it hasn't fallen over. Fantastic. Right, now then. I've got a couple of clues. Let's do the long one first, all right? It's a word. I'm going to put a couple of the letters in, and then you've got to see if you can guess what it is, okay? Hopefully, well, some of you will be able to see this anyway. And remember how I spell. Okay, so I've got an L, an S, and an N. Who thinks they might know what it is? Who yes, do you know? Listen, spot on. Yes, there we go. Yeah, that is a T, isn't it? Excellent. Yes, we need to listen. We've got to listen. Proverbs 2 verse 6 tells us that wisdom comes from God's mouth. In other words, we've got to listen to what God is saying because his word helps us know him and understand him. The best place for that, of course, is the Bible. That's where we hear his words. Words like thankfulness, and truth, and love, and forgiveness. And as we hear, and we learn about those, they change our hearts, and they shape our words. And it's also where God teaches us how to speak about the things that happen in our lives in ways that please and honour him. So when we're suffering, rather than despair, we can use the words of lament. When we or others are sad or struggling, God gives us words of hope and comfort that we can cling on to, that we can share, encourages us to pray, to use our words in that way to him. When big things like uh, coronavirus happen, the Bible reminds us that God still loves us. He's still in control. And that helps us speak faithfully about these things. So God's word makes us wise. We need to listen. We need to listen and make his words our words. 
so that we can be salt and light to those around us. And of course, meeting here at church on a Sunday helps us do that. As we listen to God's word, as we sing his praises, we sing those truths about him, plants it in our hearts, and as we pray and as we encourage one another. So we need to listen. We've got one more word, okay? It goes through the S. Any ideas? <laughs> It'd be geniuses if you do this. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> what did you say? Ask. <laughs> Ask. Yeah, sorry, my bad. You're a genius. Ask. Spot on. Well done. Well done. We need to ask. Absolutely. James says at the start of his letter, if any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God for it. If true wisdom comes from God, we need to pray and ask him to make us wise. Ask him for his wisdom, that we might show that wisdom in the things that we do and say. So words that are pure, not full of swearing, not rude. Speech, uh, speech that's, that's peaceful and forgiving, that doesn't gossip. If we're there and people are gossiping, well, let's use our words to try and change the subject. And if we're tempted to gossip, let's think, is it kind, what I'm about to say? Is it true? Is it necessary? It's not gossip. Speech that's gentle. This is tough, I know, but not angry to our parents or our brothers and sisters. Speech that's truthful and kind and that does good to others, especially by pointing them to Jesus. That's the best good that we can do, telling them about Jesus. And you know what? We will mess up. We will mess up. We will make lots of mistakes. But wonderfully, God loves to forgive us when we say sorry. And we can keep praying for that wisdom, that he would change us, change our hearts, change our words. Now, let me just move this down. Right. Now then, as we close, as we close, let's just come back to the cake. Now, I started off with some hideous ingredients, didn't I? You really wouldn't want to eat a cake like that, nor would it be possible with a pump in it. But anyway, here's, oh no, I won't say that. Now, <laughs> I can't make cake, but fortunately I have a very talented wife who can, and she made this lovely cake. Doesn't that look good? Yeah. yeah. Does look good, doesn't it? I'm terrified I'm going to drop it. I'll tell you what, afterwards uh, we'll, we'll cut this up and we can share it all out, all right? But it looks good, doesn't it? See, if you put the right things in, if you put good things in, it produces something good. You put the good things in, it produces something good. And what better to put in our hearts than God's wisdom? So this week, 
Let's seek that wisdom that comes from heaven. Let's listen to what God says in his word. Let's pray. Let's ask him, Lord, please make me wise. Change my heart and produce something good. That the spirit would take our tongues, would take our words and use them each and every day to bring God glory and to do good to others. Let me pray. Father God, please forgive us when we say the wrong things. And we pray, Lord God, that you would make us wise. We pray for your wisdom to go deep into our hearts, that by your Spirit you would change our speech and that what we say would please you and bless others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we're going to sing uh, our final song this morning, uh, a prayer as we have been thinking about that God would work in us and shape all that we do and say. We're going to stand to sing, May the Mind of Christ My Saviour.